0: This episode, I get to speak to AJ, a native out of Corpus Christi who attended Texas A&M University, and he shares his story of how he became a fan of Thegates at a very young age when he was playing club soccer. Hope you enjoy the episode. What up, everybody? We're back, getting to know another fan today uh, from the same area where I'm from or the same city. He's just more on the outskirts. AJ out of Sugarland Texas what's up brother?
1: I bro how's uh
0: how's your day been
1: it's been it's been all right it's been good good off day before I got work tomorrow and then I'm out for the day in July holiday so
0: right yeah. right right so I mean it's been you know we, we talked we kind of set this up this week but you know you've been part, you know being very participative in our uh English community that we we've sort of created with the theaters language. So yeah. uh, I'm interested to hear, you know, how you became a fan and all that stuff. But tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, You know, we were talking a little bit off air before we started recording and you were telling me that you're not originally from Sugar Land, which, you know, for people that are not from Houston, from the Houston area, Sugar Land's probably on the outskirts about what, what would you say? 25 minutes from downtown? Uh, No traffic.
1: With, with no traffic, I would say it's like 15, 25, 30 with traffic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, but you're not originally from there. So tell me where you're from, uh, how you came to the city.
1: Uh, so, uh, I'm originally from uh, Corpus Christi, born and raised, uh, Corpus is like two hours, an hour and a half, two hours from Mexico. So, uh, you know, I just, was born and raised there, left, left for school, like went to college college station. With uh, Texas a <clears throat> nice. Uh, graduated from there, and then I got a job here in Sugarland, and then that's what brought me to the Houston
0: area. What do
1: you do, bro? Uh, I'm a police officer. I'm that's police amazing. Officer. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Out in see so yeah. a police officer out in Sugarland. Heck yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, dude. I used so, to live. I used to live out there uh, during my last semester of college when I was going to U of H. I lived yeah. off of Sel- Settler's Way and Highway. C. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah. 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 I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the area.
0: That's so awesome, man! So yeah. two years, two years since you moved moved into uh, or moved to Sugar Land, yes, You've man. been a, you've been a police officer. Yes, sir. What uh, what did you uh graduate Texas A and M with?
1: Uh, I got a uh, my my major was uh sociology and my minor was criminal psychology. Dude. So it was kind of tied together with everything.
0: Did you always know that you wanted to be a police officer?
1: Uh like my first semester in college, I started off in like engineering. Yeah. And I mean, it it was cool. It's interesting. But like sitting sitting in the classroom and just thinking to myself, like, do I really want to do this for the Mm -hmm. rest of my life? You know, just looking at numbers, and how everything works. I really wasn't sure I wanted to do that the rest of my life. So I wanted something that was going to be different every day. So that's what led me to this career path. And I just changed my major and I just ran with
0: it man good for you man well thank you for your service uh that's I appreciate awesome it. <clears throat> so like I was saying you know you moved to Sugarland and you know yeah you, you went to Texas A&M so I was wondering how did you uh become a fan of, of Tigres or you know the Liga or did did you grow up playing soccer uh when you were young and that's how you yeah, became... so
1: so it's crazy that you you brought it up so I became a fan of Tigre, so growing up, I played, like, a lot of club soccer, and uh, we would play in, like, these big tournaments against, you know, several youth academies, you know, Dynamo, FC Dallas, Monterrey, America, and stuff like that. Mind you, like, the team that I played for was just a group of kids. Like, we were we we're all friends in high school, so, like, we didn't have... Uh, we didn't have the money to play at these academies. It's expensive.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I coached it for uh, high school, and it, you know, some of the kids, you know, that, that are super talented, miss out on being more visible to like scouts and coaches to get. Yeah, know, recruited.
1: so. Um, we played in the tournament down in uh McAllen, McAllen, Texas, and uh at the you know the HEB Park, the where the RGB Toros play.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah they they have so, has a couple of friendly games there too every
1: time they yeah, come over. we well we played a tournament like in their facilities and stuff like that and um uh the first game we played against was actually against one of the academies from figuers um from uh i think their their team was based out of fod in the valley okay and then um
0: what 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 uh division was this bro uh,
1: it was it – was, I know it was Division One. It was, like, 16 U – sixteen, seventeen. 17. Oh, okay, so U-17s. Yeah, it was U-17s. And I don't know if it was, like, based out of the actual Tigres Academy, but I know they were associated with Tigres because they had everything. They had jumpsuits, the jerseys, the, everything. I mean,
0: that would make make sense. There's one here in Pasadena, here in Houston. They got several all over Texas. I just don't know how much exposure or how much following they actually, like, give them online. So that's actually probably something, you know, to consider for the future, like, keeping up with those academies because that's awesome, man. Like, so you started playing this. What what position did you play?
1: I was a defender, so I played anywhere on the back line. Um, So, uh, yeah, so this tournament, we played against, uh, you know, with the Dynamo, one of the Dynamo teams. I, I just like, I was just fascinated with how, uh, the thing is how tech, how technical they were, bro. Like, they're really technical. Uh, clean ball. They, it was clean, pure soccer. They didn't play dirty. It was, it was crazy. So, and then like all my friends they're like from they're from like on the team that I played with yep they're from they're originally from uh, Mexico so they had they had someone to support in Liga MX and I was the only one that didn't have a Liga MX team
0: yeah yeah so, yeah. you, you like, just like, con- played
1: there. it yeah i was just like they were like you are talking about this i don't know who we are talking about so then after we played the I was like, you know what, this is gonna be my team. You no, know, y'all told me that this is a Liga MX team, so I'm like, all right, this is gonna be my Liga MX team. Like they 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 whipped us pretty bad, and I was like, yeah, this is just gonna be my Liga MX team. When did uh? So when was ever since road? then, like I just like I started following. This was like 2011, 2000, yeah, 2011,
0: 2012. Oh
1: man, you've 2011,
0: seen, 2012. You've seen the greatest in your high school. Dude, you have seen the greatest of theaters?
1: Yeah. You, yeah so oh like, wow. I, and it was just after that tournament I was like, you know what y'all keep picking on me cuz I don't have a, a team to support. There's going to be my team. Why is why so, is that?
0: Did you like and then you
1: I, I, like I started like researching them and stuff like that and like one of my friends was a video fan and he was like, bro, like how could you like I would have showed you like today, was like how it, how we do it and stuff like that. And I was like, no, because like no one here's a Liga fan. Everyone's in America, Chivas, Monterrey, in Corpus. You mean? Uh, yeah, in Corpus.
0: Okay, and that's what I was gonna uh, kind of lead into. What? W- why is if you played it and you weren't an associated with a team, yeah. did your family not root for any Liga MX team? Did it, Did you guys watch it growing up?
1: Uh. So like. Growing up, like, the only games that, like, that were on TV at home were just, like, like the basic Chivas and America. Yeah, right. So, so like, you didn't really get the full, like, compared to now, like, how they have, the like, the Univision on the Portis Network
0: mm-hmm.
1: and stuff like that. Like, we didn't have that growing up. Like, we just had the basic antenna. Right, right, right. So, the, every, oh, the only games on the antenna were Chivas or America.
0: Yeah, the, the local broadcasts.
1: That's yeah, them, the local
0: broadcast, and them, that, that makes was sense. it.
1: Yeah. So, and but if I went to the valley, because I have family that lived in the valley, they got the the um, they got a few extra channels, the the Spanish, a few extra Spanish channels, mm-hmm. and then I could watch even Montse Day or Tigres. That's but so... like, yeah, like no one in my family played soccer though. Like I was the only one that played. Wow. Like I, yeah. So like I. Everything I know about soccer, I taught myself, basically, because everyone didn't watch it, didn't play it, didn't interest them. And I was the only one that, like, kind of it stuck out to me.
0: So when you started watching, who became your favorite player from Tigres?
1: So, ooh, I actually have two. Two Since I was a defender, it was uh, Carlos Saltillo, the one that played for Chivas. Oh, right, right, right. So him, and then I like... Um, What's his name? Um, Lucas Lobo.
0: Lucas Lobo, of course. Yeah. yeah he Lucas was our,
1: He was. He was then, basically the team. Yeah, and then that's what like my friend was saying, like that that like survey. He was like, bro, Lucas Lobo was like that was ridiculous. Like,
0: yeah, Lucas Lobo, Lucas Lowell was a top three player around the time of the league. I mean, you could argue he was the best player in the league at the time, but he was yeah, easily and, top. And three. Then I
1: also like the. Because I played a lot of right backs, so I like Israel Jimenez too. Oh, el piloto, right? Yeah, I like him a lot because I anyone, like anyone that plays defense, like I'm fascinated with. Him. Yeah, like everyone's excited about like midfielders and forward mm-hmm. signings. I'm more about defense because that's all I played growing up.
0: Like, who do? Who do you? Uh, what did you think of like? You know, Salcido when with the national team, he he played most of his uh, time growing up playing a left back, or even like a third center back in a three back line. But then Tuka yep. made him Tuka made him a defensive mid. What do you think of that transition? Because eventually he finished out his career there. Uh, even with Chivas, he played a little bit there, and then eventually he got moved to the back. And you know, uh,
1: I mean, he he wasn't bad at defensive midfield. Mm-hmm. I just think his natural position is on the back line. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't he's not natural on the ball and he was he was just forced to play the defensive mid but i mean he he adapted well he wasn't yeah. he wasn't he wasn't terrible but i just feel like his natural position was anywhere on the back line
0: dude i it just came to my mind cuz i was going to say he was he just he was like a cleanup guy like he just Yeah. he had a got a lot of good timing a lot of good tackling
1: his reactions I, were his reactions were like Phenomenal,
0: like, and so he was athletic enough. And I just it came to my mind, he scored a golazo. I don't recall who the team was, but uh, maybe you know, I'll tag it in the episode once I release, yeah. publish it. And I'll tag the golazo that he scored. He he scored a banger, like he, he took off from like midfield all the way through and he just powered it. It was a great yeah. shot,
1: but yeah, that's- I, so yeah, it's also it was like my first, my first favorite because I played defense and like, like I said, like everyone gets fascinated with like forward and midfield signings, which I get because they score the goals, they make the plays. But I played defense growing up. So any if we sign a defender, I'm more I'll be more excited about the defender than a midfield signing or a close signing. What do you think is the best defender we have
0: on the current squad?
1: Mm. Uh I really like uh Angolo on the left back. I like his game a lot. I, I feel like he, if he's probably, when he's healthy and he doesn't get injured, he's probably our best defender, if I'm being honest.
0: So you rate him higher than uh, Samir Caetano and uh, Diego Reyes. And what do you think about uh, Guido Pizarro moving to uh, the center back position?
1: I see, like, a uh, Pizarro on the center back. I didn't think it was going to work, honestly. I didn't think the change was going to be – because you know how they do that. They will go – when they get up there in age, they'll switch him from a defensive mid to a center back. Mm-hmm. I feel like the move benefited him, and it benefited Dignes more than anything.
0: Yeah, he stretched his career a little longer because he's good, yeah. in, he's, he's good in the air. He's the captain. He's a yeah. guy that works hard, your leader, and just, you know – his presence alone back there and how to read the game, like he doesn't have to be the quickest, but you know, being good in the air and good positioning. he just
1: be. knows where the pass is going to be, yeah, which I think as a central back, you need that. and since he played in the midfield, I think it it's helped him more um and it's helped the team more than anything.
0: Yeah, I hope he uh, – obviously, he has a lot more touch on the ball than Uguayala, but I hope that yeah. he plays a little like how Uguayala, you know, came to be known as a guy yeah. that was super clean in the coming out, playing the ball yeah. out of the back. For so sure. So, that's for Pizarro I think it's going to be, you know, extend his, his – like I said, his career with playing that position.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I like his game a lot too. Um, But, yeah, Angolo is like my favorite defender. I just yeah. I just like I just like how he plays the the fullback.
0: Yeah, and so moving a little bit more, you know, talking about favorite players, tell me like, you know, since you've been watching, you know, in 2011 or so when Lucas Lobos yeah. got that championship with Salcido and the, and Garcia yeah. and Dani Lino, Damian Alvarez, and then you you know time progressed and we were still fighting for the league until Gignac arrives in 2015. Obviously, yeah. you kept up, and I like, know everything that's happened in that yeah. time. What has been your favorite moment as a fan of Tigres, or you know, and what has been your favorite championship?
1: Uh, my favorite moment, like, I'm gonna say, there's two things that um there are my favorite moments with Tigres. It's gonna be the club, the club World Cup final, lost to Bayern Munich, and the Copa Libertadores final against River Plate. I mean, yeah, we lost, but I think it elevated this this team to an international level, and it put our respect on this side of the world, yep. you know? It, it opened everyone's eyes, like, all right, D- this is really, they're legit. They're not meant to be taken lightly. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. I,
1: I I would say those two were my my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I get it, we lost, but we didn't back, like Bayern Munich, we only lost 1-0. It's just like uh, how it's just like
0: how, you know, every everybody that's grown up playing like FIFA and like how you're able to play some of these like yeah a lot of people play with, play with their favorite team but you know sometimes you have like a Barcelona and a Club America or you know a Real yeah. Madrid versus Tigres or something like that and playing yeah. Bayern and River play two historically you know dominant teams in their leagues it just shows how far the organization has come so I mean that, yeah. those are, those are things that. We you know, we wish we would have probably gotten those championships, but I think that as a club and as a team and, like, obviously some of the players are still around from that 2015 yeah. and the Club World Cup, like, know that what they had done is tremendous, and, like, it's shown with the amount of people that have become more fans of Thiget is because of it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, it put it put Tigatis on a national or an international level, mm-hmm. you know? It just, like I said, like, You know, the club world cup, like everyone, like everyone expects, you know, the champions of Europe to blow everybody out. Yep. Because that's just just how it is. And the fact that we limited Bayern to one goal. I mean, yeah, like they outshot us 17 to three, I think. Yeah. But, but it's still, they only scored once.
0: Salcedo Salcedo and Carioca had a, had monster games against Bayern. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It was, and I, you know, Salcedo, like, it breaks my heart that he didn't pan out here. Yeah, I liked his game too. He was, but with him, it was just on and off. Like it wasn't a consistent run of games. Like he'll have his game, and then he'll go back down, and he'll have two or three bad games before he has another good game. Yeah, I just, I don't know. After the World Cup
0: uh, in 2018, he started at the he started with Ayala in, in the game against Germany. And, uh, you know, I hadn't, like, I didn't think he was, like, amazing, amazing, but I thought he was good. But he just became so inconsistent um, at Tigres. And like you mentioned, he had a couple good games, bad games. And I think he just had a lot of off-the-field distractions too. You know, he's a a player that has a a high-profile personality. And I'm not saying it's bad, but I just think that, in a club where you have all these guys who are just so focused on winning and, and being disciplined, especially with the leaders like Nahuel, Gignac, mm-hmm. Pizarro. I just think yeah. that, you know, even at times how Quiñones can get out of hand, like, I think yeah, discipline sure. is important. And I think that he lacked it here. I think he got comfortable with a high paying salary, you know, being on some of the best team, even, but like I said, he helped a lot in that 2019 championship against León.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, you're right could have panned out a lot better um what's a a goal uh in your time that you've watched them that uh is your has been your favorite give me your top three
1: uh well my favorite goal is gonna be uh Eduardo Vargas's goal in the the final against the playoffs yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be up there man Uh, the uh, last I would say is uh, uh Cordova's goal against Chivas in the final too. That one was I don't know just that whole run, bro. Like that's just that was that, the whole the whole run to the final was just it's something I'll never forget. It's, it was, I'm glad it was. I'm
0: I'm glad you brought those two guys up because I have like I was reflecting as I was on Twitter today. Yeah. yeah, I came across a picture of Edu Vargas with Inter Valencia and Gignac.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: and I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, that we had some of the best talent from South America at the time, and how that has been my favorite assembling of a team from 2016 to 2018. I think that has been the most quality and talent we've had on on the squad ever. And I think, yeah, no,
1: for sure, for sure. I think even- it hurt. It hurts me that we didn't win more championships with that front line
0: yeah and and I can yeah. even I can even argue on paper that roster or squad from 2016 to 2018 could be the best uh squad ever assembled in the league in terms of profile type of players we had like Not for sure eight to almost ten uh players who were like national team eligible and like they were younger and so anyways. Uh, glad that you mentioned Vargas. Shout out my boy Vargas, and then the Cordoba yeah. run. I came, you know, came across an article today, where you know it was just worded. You know, they had Chivas as the favorite, and it was yeah. worded how I think. Oh, I sent it in the group chat. Uh, on yeah. Twitter, and you know it was like they were the favorite to win the title, which makes sense. You know, they got to that point. Uh, they have most of their uh, teams returning. They're going to get Guti uh, added to the squad. So I get the hype of them being the favorite. Um, but it was so interesting to me how it was worded that like all the mistakes they committed, you know, to the, to let go of the championship they had against Tigres. And in reality it's what Tigres demonstrated throughout the postseason, which was fight, you know, grit and like just intensity to like get the scoreboard, you know, in whatever scenario. And so, I think at that point, you know, when Tigres, you know, puts on, makes, Siwoli makes all those subs and goes full attack mode. Like, that was Tigres consistently trying to score goals, and that showed all the second half.
1: Yeah, and I I read that article you sent, and the thing that rode me the wrong way was what they said about Tigres, is um, something about us winning the league with three managers last year. I don't know how that's a knock on, like – I really don't get the knock on us. Like, if anything, we had no business winning the league Absolutely last man. year. We yeah. had no business winning the league with three different managers, three different play styles. We should like we should not have even been in that conversation to win the league. And the fact that we won it, it speaks volumes of like you said, the team, the grid, the the you know everything, the the sacrifice and stuff like that. They left it all on the field.
0: Yeah. They just show that they're still not, you know, gone. As yeah, most, for sure. Most, most people, you know, kind of worded it in the media, and then even the fan base itself. Uh, they're just they they don't want to leave yet. They don't they don't want their their championship window is not closed yet, according to them. And they wanted to show everybody, you know, with that determination that they showed, and you know that fight towards the end. So man, yes. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think that it was just. It was downplayed how the truly earned that championship run, to- and,
1: and like I've been watching the the highlights of the final like ever since the final. I watch it at least once a week, and I really wouldn't say it was mistakes on Chivas' fault on Chivas's defense. There was really no mistakes. We just played the ball where it needed to be, and you know Cordova was where he needed to be, uh, Pizarro was where he needed to be. Uh, to score the winner, and like you can anything. You, you if can anything. See. If anything, Figueroa oh. is the Chivas's first goal. That that was just a bad clearance, and they took advantage. They pounced on it and scored. If anything, Tigres had the mistakes against Chivas. Their two goals: the bad clearance for the first one, and the the, the miss mark on the second goal.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like it, Figueroa was persistent. And it was, yeah it was, a, it was a consequence. Those goals were consequences of Tigres, you know, pushing forward. And, you know, you can sense from the sec, as soon as the second half started, you know, with the way that Tigres was playing, they were going to score goals because they yeah. were moving the ball and, you know, dominating possession and they were having chances. The chances were being created. Not all of them were truly, Clear to where maybe a like an actual threat of of scoring, but they were moving the ball forward, and so I think the key was obviously the subs that Civaldi made and the, like the determination that the players showed. So,
1: yeah. Next, so yeah. like I I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the three the from the three managers we had last year? What would be your favorite thing of each manager and the one thing you disliked about each manager?
0: That's a great question. I'm gonna go uh, backwards, and I'll start with Siboldi. Uh, okay. I think I think the main thing for Siboldi, or my favorite thing, has been the fact that he's somebody who was an idol. Uh, I remember I, when I was, you know, growing up in Monterrey. You know, they had the little lala with the milk, and I mean, if you've seen it, people have kind of make fun of it, but they used to the lala the milk. They used to give these like. Uh, almost like iron ironing patches that you would put on like a shirt and they yeah. they did players. So Siboldi was the main one that they, you know, promoted and advertised. And so, you know, I don't recall too much of like when we went down to second division, cause I was young, I was like six or seven, but I knew that growing up sivoldi was the, the, the leader of the team. He was, a, you know, a high profile player and he was good, talented. And so my favorite thing with, you know, mentioning all that is the fact that his leadership was truly demonstrated, like, which was the presence of somebody that knew what it was, Tigres, when it was considered the bad time when, you know, when they went down to second division coming back. So I think that a player like that, you know, being the head coach and, like, you know, making stuff happen uh, just shows that the team can you know, go a long way, and it just shows a lot about his personality. So I think that would be the favorite. Um, the non-favorite um, – I don't really have one at the moment and like, I, you know, I I just can't really like with so much little time, I think he has had a lot more positives and negatives. Um, He's had good, you know, game lecture. He's had good, he's trusted his uh, help. Um, I guess the only thing that I would consider like non-favorite is I, you know, would like more personnel on the uh, uh, coaching staff. Yeah Just, I don't know like I can't I can't recall like who were the people that you know he worked with in the past that his previous teams but I think that you know I wouldn't mind more help as you know to continue the growth of the methods of training and adapting more to the newer times and so but like I said I I wouldn't even consider that or not uh, with Chima my favorite thing was the fact that you um uh, sort of rewarded somebody that has been around for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it. That was favorite. I don't think we played well during his tenure. I was actually very critical of him uh, because I didn't think that he had the presence to lead a group of like high profile championship proven players. I think that he was somebody who was grew up working hard within the club and he's had other jobs, but I don't think he truly had, the role uh throughout being Tuca's assistant and even Miguel Herrera's. And then prior to that, just being around the club, I don't think he had he had the respect of like the personality, but I don't of being maybe a friend on the field, but I don't think he had the personality to like lead these guys. So um and just all the lineup changes and playing, you know, not figuring out a way to, you know, establish Nando. I know he played there with Coca, but I think that the lineup utilization and, you know, maybe it goes hand in hand with what I said about the presence that I don't think he had, uh, could have played a role. So I think that would probably be my, you know, least favorite part with Coca. I think that uh, my favorite thing was the five, you know, the five games that we got with him is that no matter how, you know, we went through Tuca and then completely opposite with Piojo um, with Diego Coca, we got some more stability and that, you know, sort of like having a lot more calm and decision-making and like, you know, more intensity at as far as like coaching and being more disciplined in terms of a play style. And even if it wasn't my favorite, it was a style that I thought that could have taken us far. I don't know if the championship, because I think that that's part of the magical run that Tigat has had was all those changes and, you know, diving deep in order to like, pull this championship out with, you know, all the championship pedigree and the leadership and the determination the players showed. So I think that with the Coco, we got a little bit of it, but I don't know if, we'll, if we 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 would have won it, but I know that we would have been a contender. And I think that the least part, with, which probably everybody will agree, is I think that, you know, it was very, like, uh, a very coward decision to, like, or at least from everything that got, thrown out on me on the media and like interviews and whatnot. The fact that he, you know, said yes, uh, that he would stay. And then obviously then he said no, which, you know, maybe it's understandable from a position of looking at it. Like, you know, if, you know, we all are trying to climb the corporate world or like business wise, if you own your business yeah. and you're always trying to grow it, I can see the move, how he thought it was beneficial for him in his future. But I did, you know, not, I wouldn't say I liked him a lot as far as a coach, but I think that he definitely had something to show uh, with the squad assembly that we had. Yeah. So I was
1: gonna say pretty much like you, you pretty much hit the nail on the coffin for me on everything about the likes and dislikes, um, especially with Coca. Like that was like I think that was a slap in the face to the fan base, you know.
0: Like yeah, bro, and the people that hired him.
1: Like that yeah. was just
0: a terrible move because
1: they, they, they backed him in the transfer window. You know, they, they said, all right, you want this player here? We'll go get this player. And,
0: and the, then, fa- the fact that he also said, like when he was with the national team that they, you know, he mentioned theaters and $20 million that they spent for him. Like that's just poor etiquette when it comes to coaching and like, you know, doing business.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, like you said, like you said about the, uh, the whole, the style of play, and being consistent with the style of play under Coca, I feel like, like you said, it if we would have won the the league, I don't think it would have it felt as good as it it feels now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, like we had no business winning the league going under. I think like even after we let go of Coca, uh, Coca left us, and like Chima came in. I feel like we still had. I had a little hope, but then I just saw the running games on the team, and I'm like, okay, I don't think this team's gonna win the league. Yeah. So Oli comes in, turns it around, and it's, I'm like, okay, like I'm slowly building up faith. Like each, 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 each game, I'm building my faith coming up, and then we beat one, we beat with the arrows, and I was like, okay, I feel like. I think we, we, we can win the league.
0: Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you, you've watched six championships, um, uh, since yeah. you've become a fan, which are your, uh, favorite or, you know, top three.
1: Uh, this is number, this last one's number one. Okay. Like, like I said, it's number one. Like, and I think it should be anybody, everybody's number one, just because of the, uh,
0: Everything just, that
1: the, just how it, exactly how it happened, you know, it, you lose a your coach after five games, like, you freak out. Like, all right, we're going to appoint someone else. You lose that coach, and it's like, okay, like, what's going to happen with Coach 3? Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Yeah. And it, it it worked out. So, I feel like this championship should be number one, like, forever. Unless, okay. like, we – unless we go – Unless we go, like, if we go through four coaches in one year and <laughs> win, win the league, then I don't know. But this one should be number one. Okay. What about number uh, two and three? Number two would probably be when we won the league and uh, Estadio BBBA. Yeah, Rayados. Yeah, that should that would be number two. And then number three would be the, the final against America winning penalties and not well was just phenomenal uh, yeah i would yeah i would say that would be number three
0: that's that i would i have those uh being my top three just in different order
1: yeah like it I don't, like just that so it's crazy that like, like i said i went to school with people that liked america and we had a watch party and so my friend my friend's family they're all from uh the capital. They're all from the FA. That's the F-A. Okay. So it was all like it was only me and uh, uh one of my like uh, two of my friends that are Chivas fans. We're the only ones not supporting America. We're not. It's I have my I have a Chivas jersey on, and um uh, my friends they they're just they're not wearing no Chivas or anything because this is like yeah like Chivas wasn't what they are now. Mm-hmm. I think it was during that time where they were still like they were still pretty bad. I think when we won that final, I believe. But Heck, uh, yeah. uh, so yeah, we went. To, I went to his uh, my friend's house to watch it. Who was a big Omega fan, and it just it, it felt it. I was nervous going into the penalties, to be honest with you. But not like I said, my really brother came through, and we won the league. Heck yeah.
0: All right, bro. That's awesome. Uh, moving to the last part of the pod here and getting to know your experience as a fan. Um, yeah. Favorite jersey, you know, since you've been a fan.
1: Oh, man. Favorite jersey since I've been. My personal favorite is the, the the Batman kit from a couple of years ago, the black and yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually wearing that right now. Um, but I wear every time we play, I wear it under my uniform at work. So oh always, yeah love that. So I like that's like my ritual. Like he, he, I know you had told me about rituals and stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah. So like like under my uniform I cuz I have to wear a black shirt so I'll wear my black jersey.
0: And then that's amazing. I have
1: yeah, then I have like a like a little I don't even like a little soccer ball with the Adidas logo on it. And I put that in my patrol car. And then I I listen to the game when I'm at work. Um if I that's if I'm working during game day. If I'm not, then I'll just you know I'll turn on the pit, hook, and watch the game. That's but so, my favorite jersey, yeah, my favorite jersey would have to be this these years. This year's kids, they they might sneak into my my favorite jersey. Both of them. Yeah, I just the design the design on them it's crazy crazy good.
0: Yeah, uh, they're su- they're elegant. They're super
1: elegant. Yeah, but my favorite jersey of like all time. Uh, one of my friends is from Monterey and he went to he, he goes to Monterey a lot and he, he went to like a like a little flea market down there mm-hmm. and he bought me the uh the 1997-98 home kit Oh uh, the, the one with the tiger the tiger claws
0: oh yeah I just got that one like in the last two months I'm gonna just make sure we're talking about the same one but I'm pretty sure wow yeah that's one of my favorite jerseys too
1: yeah, like that one I like that one and the blue one. Uh, the I guess they're away kit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's jersey sick. Yeah, so that would be my favorite jersey of all time. And that he gave me that as a gift. And I was like, I, I don't I don't even know what happened to that jersey. Yeah, oh was, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna be on the lookout to see if I can find another one because like that kit, like I always got compliments on. it always got compliments on when I wore that jersey it was just like they're like dude that's a sick kit and there's some people that didn't even like they didn't know who Thigdez was like it's just like what I, because I still play soccer every now and then yeah and uh, and, and like growing up I would play like every weekend and I'd wear that jersey and they'd say, bro that's a sick kit like who is what team is that and, and stuff like that so I always got compliments on it,
0: dude I'm looking I googled it just to make sure like it was the same what we were talking about that yeah. those those three kids, the the one that we were talking about, and then the blue one, and then the white one, they are sick. I got to get my yeah. hands on that white and blue one.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if like I know they tried to do that cloth thing. Like, uh, when was it? It was a, it was recent when they did the claw. I think it was the last year we had the stars. 20, on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like
0: 2021.
1: Yeah, because uh, I had that jersey. I but I I just didn't. It 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 wasn't the same, you know. Like oh no.
0: It's one of the I think it's it doesn't look good I don't think the newer one where they yeah. put the
1: cross. Yeah, so like yeah, the 97 98 home kit that's like my favorite jersey of all time.
0: Absolutely correct. I'm with you on that one. And that,
1: that, I just like I like the crest too. Like I just like the it is with the the Paul and the soccer ball. Like I, I I I like that a lot. Yeah. No,
0: for sure. Um
1: okay. Uh have you ever been to the no I, I I haven't i haven't been to mexico like period oh okay uh, yeah so but like it's crazy like uh, another thing like um like i did like how i be, like what made me become a fan even more is like you know like the ancestry stuff that you can do and find your heritage and your yeah. ancestors uh-huh. well like i, I did it <clears throat> and a lot of my like i did like my, my grandma didn't know this like my grandma knew what part of mexico like my great grandpa's family was from but she didn't know like the specific area. So like I had, I had done the ancestry thing and it turns out like my family's like my, my aunts, they, they're they from Monterey. We well, didn't that. know that. Yeah. We didn't know that. So we did that. But I did that ancestry thing that we just started getting, you know, all these things, all your families from Monterey, stuff like that. And it was pretty interesting. And it, it really, it was like, so I guess I did choose the right team to support from League MX. It was meant to be. It was meant to be, exactly. Because this was recent. This was recent when I found out.
0: That's amazing, bro. That's great to hear. I'm glad you're part of the fan base. <laughs> of uh, course. What, lastly, you know, kind of touching, you know, I was going to ask you about the new stadium and old stadium, but you need to check out the old stadium before they, you know, build this new stadium. Uh, so yeah. you have a, a good perspective. But, uh, you know i want to touch on the last thing which is uh you know you're starting 11
1: so give me your i mean sp- i can touch on the stadium, the stadium because okay. i have an i have an opinion on the reconstruction cuz i've seen pictures and stuff okay. like that like i cool, know cool. i haven't experienced it but i still have an opinion on it um what do you, you think i'm like 50 i'm 50-50 on it i'm okay. 50 with like i'm with the i'm with the building the new stadium the thing about building a new stadium is it's not unique you know the design that we've seen—it's not unique to to every, anything in the world. Like it's—I think all remodels of the stadium are starting to look the same. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it—I don't I know what you. it is, but they're just all of them are like. If you look at like the Santiago Bernabeu in Madrid and the Camp Nou in Barcelona, they look the same. The only thing that's going to be different is the colors on the outside of the stadium. Yeah. they they all have that same design. Like if, there's nothing unique about it and i'm not a fan of the the whole covered the covering like i guess like a retractable roof type thing like i'm not a fan of that at all
0: yeah you don't want it to like a but, lego
1: yeah no no like i feel like it takes away the natural elements of a game like say it's raining you can it's going to be covered so it's not going to affect anything like I'm, i I want to see you know rain on the field i want to see mud i want to see uh i want to see like the you know nature take its play a factor in the game um but in terms of like you know i'm 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 also just like i prefer old stadiums than the new stadiums i just feel like it's it's what makes uh soccer special yeah you know if if you like the Bombonera and 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 boca for boca juniors like they want to move the stadium out of boca like boca juniors that's all boca knows like that's why their name, Boca Juniors, is out of the name after the neighborhood. And they want to do the same thing. They want to make that that sphere-shaped, you know, closed-roof-type stadium. And I just feel like, like, there's nothing unique about it. Like, I get why Tigres wants to do it. You know, they want to compete with the Reados and stuff like that. But I, and, and if they're going to do it, they just need to do it right. Like, be different. Don't look like the BBVA don't look like any other stadium around the world like yeah, like be, a generic
0: mo- new yeah model.
1: yeah just be something different like if if you want if you want like i say if you want to make your mark in the world be different like, just be like okay we haven't seen this design yet let's let's use it yeah i hear you so what what would you, what's your opinion on it
0: uh i think that no matter how mystical it is um uh, i would be down for the remodeling but I just feel 41,000 people. I think that the team has come a long way and like, there's a 15 year waiting period, if I'm not mistaken, that was reported recently, uh, to, for, season tickets? for season tickets. And oh, so, crap. yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, I kind of related to being like a NFL season ticket holder, you know, even if uh, how bad the Texans here in Houston are like, there's a long period of waiting time to get yeah. season tickets. And so, uh, I think that the fans, you know, obviously we're you know increases you know revenue for the team, um, which obviously they don't really need it when they have a company like Simex. But I think it's more for me the fact that you can get more people and create a more even, um, amazing experience with a new stadium, and which, you know, I'm thinking like maybe ten to fifteen thousand people more can easily fill that stadium if you have fifteen uh, if you have. 15 year waiting list to get season tickets for like 30,000 yeah. people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would get, I would say that's like like the, the one big thing, like that I've seen a lot of people that have been to ElbowCon and stuff like that. It's like they say it's it's small and like it's compared to other stadiums, it's small, you know. Um, but it's got this but,
0: like, it's got this just this amazing feeling, bro. Like when you're in there, because yeah. it's got that old, everything you've talked about, that historical like feeling yeah. and like old structures. So, it's uh yeah. it's definitely something to that I can see how both sides stand behind each decision of either remodeling yeah. or building a new one. But for sure. Anyways, uh just to uh finish off this conversation, bro. Uh starting all time 11 for Tigres.
1: Mm. Oh, for well, there's for sure two locks, like for sure, like no ifs and or buts. It's uh Yignac and uh and I They're they're the locks for sure. Okay. Um, I would run a four four two. I would run four defenders or yeah four defense, four midfielders and two forwards up top. Okay. So it'd be Yignac up top with uh Lucas Lobos. Like that. Um, my midfield would consist of Damian Alvarez, uh, Pizarro, Aquino. Uh, am I'm stuck on the there's a lot for that last midfield spot. Um, but this is just my all-time 11 like i know there's club legends and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. but this is th- these are people that i've actually seen 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 play and like i like because i i support man united too and i was in a space and i did my all-time 11 and they're like why didn't you put george yeah. best bobby charlton in there i was like because i never saw them play like i can't give you an opinion on someone that i didn't see play
0: yeah no i, you I, know, I totally get like, yeah, that
1: like yeah, they're they're club legends. I know who they are, but I never seen them play. Like it, it's my all time eleven. So uh, the one midfield spot's like I don't know who to put there. My defense right back would obviously be Israel Jimenez. Uh, left back Juninho,
0: mm-hmm.
1: center back Torres Nilo, and then the other one would be Uh Hugo Ayala.
0: Yeah, the historical defense of uh, giving up. Uh, having the lowest amount of goals given up in the two thousand eleven season.
1: Yeah, that that would be my uh, that would be my my team. Like I said, the midfield it's like a lot. There was that last midfield spot there's a lot that it's like I can't really tell. I'm split on it.
0: So you said that Mian Alvarez, Guido Pizarro, and Aquino, right? That's what I heard. And yeah, and you and you just gonna omit one, so you're rolling with yeah. ten players right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're on 10 players right now. Okay. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's there's a lot of players for that last midfield spot. For me.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Most people put Barbadillo there just because of what he meant to the club. But, uh, you know, my dad talked wonders about him. Lou from Tigres English has talked wonders about him because he got to see him play. I did not get to see him play. Um, yeah. You know, I've heard Danilinho being thrown in that position. But I think that ultimately it just depends how you, what, you know, formation you want to run. And like you said, who you saw play.
1: In terms of yeah. what Yeah, that's why I like the the two, cause Lucas Lobos and like like I told you at the beginning, that was like the first player that like I gravitated towards when I started watching TV mm-hmm. was Lucas Lobos. And like I search up like uh there's a channel on YouTube, I forgot what it was. It's like Roman something. Roman Guevara, he has the best TV yes. videos. Yes. I I watch like all his the classic the classic games and stuff like that. I watch them all the time. Yeah. and he put a compilation of Lucas Lobo's like all his goals for Tigres. That dude was crazy, like dude, ahead of like, a fan of like ahead of his time. Like I like I wonder like how this dude would do with if him and Yignac got to play together. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't like. It's, he was above his like, way above his time,
0: dude. And he was so scrawny too. But he it yeah,
1: was he crazy. was tiny. I was that's what I was cra- like. This dude did not. Like all the, the goals, like he did not get thrown off the ball. And I was like, how didn't this dude like
0: it? was hard ball? to take the ball away from him. You had a foul. Yeah. You, he he yeah. led the league almost every season that he played for Tigres and like fouls against because you had to knock him down. And because he was scrawny, yeah. like you, you, it was just hard. He was like an offensive Carioca when it comes to holding the ball. And like, but he was just a, somebody he, he was like quick, you know, had quick touches. You know, had also yeah. the Gambetta and skill on the ball. So, shout yeah, out to Carlos. Like,
1: yeah, he was he was crazy good, ahead of his time. Absolutely. I I think you like. Oh, let me ask you one thing. Like in terms of like the biggest legend of Tigres, who do you think would be in between? I think it's between Nahuel and Ignac mm-hmm. Who do you think would be out of both of them? Who do you think is the bigger club legend for Tigres?
0: Man, it's Gignac, man. I think that Nahuel. If I had any doubts in the past, um, you know, because I think they're the two most important players, um yeah. Nawel had more um had more mark on our championships because you think yeah, about the for t- sure. penalties against Pumas in 2015, the penalties against America in 2016, the 2019 run, which was ugly soccer, but we yeah. were so good defensively, and we had Nawel like just saving everything against Leon and you know that holy guy. So yeah. that's three championships. Uh Gignac also was a part of like, you know, winning. But I think ultimately for me, and uh, you know, I've said it like recently and to having conversations with people and on the podcast and just, you know, just talking about tickets in general with people is the fact that the team from where I started watching it when I was like seven, six years old to where the team that I root for now at the age of 32, it's incredible to see because now, like, you kind of – you touched upon it at the beginning with, like, the branding aspect. And to me, none of that would have happened without Gignac, as important as Noel has been. I think Gignac becomes the most important piece ever to the history of our club because he put basically a high-profile – player that was european came into the league and and also bought into the city the team the country and he just goes above and beyond and it just continues at the age of 37 continues yeah. to astonish I'll- what he does and what he represents for theaters and so uh, i for think sure. to me that's that's who the winner is
1: yeah i was gonna say that, that that's that that is what separates him, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I think Nadal was going to have more appearances, but in terms of making it is what it is now, it, it's, no, it's not, without a question, you can act. And uh, what a lot of people don't realize is he joined us when he was 30. He had offers from Inter and Napoli and a big money offers from uh, the Saudi League, but he still chose to come to Mexico. A
0: Absolutely. world of
1: unknown. Like he didn't there was like no one knew what he was gonna be in Mexico. Like a lot of people thought it was just a retirement gig, like he's done, he's not taken it serious. It's he's just there to get the money. But he's he he's not. He's I think he like what you said about the branding of Digas, I think he put Liga MX at a at another level in terms mm-hmm. of attracting some of Absolutely. these players from Europe. Like you know, you you would like before Yignac, who was the other who was a European that Liga MX attracted? You know,
0: yeah, like, There's there's been a few that have been happening after he arrived, but I can't, yeah, I don't remember anybody else that has had like, this impact. Look at
1: uh, what uh, now? got Jansen from uh, what's his name? What was it? Talk Was he playing at Spurs Tottenham Spurs? Yep, yeah. yeah, and then we, Jeremy uh, Menes, Jeremy Menes yeah. at America, yeah, and then. Uh, Florian Thaoui, yeah, yeah, like that's it. I don't think those those moves happen if he doesn't come to Leon. Yeah, and that's that's just how I see it.
0: Yeah, he's the king of the north, as I like to call of course.
1: him Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, thanks so much for your time, AJ. I really yeah, enjoyed no this, con- enjoy this conversation and thank you for sharing your uh, experience and story of uh, becoming a fan of Thetis
1: yeah of course thank you for having me
0: absolutely my friend we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening